Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology podcast that comes out every new and full moon to help guide you on your mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation journey. I'm your host, Aurora, and this episode is all about the sign of Capricorn. And yes, eclipse season, since we're transiting those lunar nodes this month. So buckle in, grab yourself some eggnog or cider or some other festive drink. While we explore the sign of the sea goat, let's kick things off with the song Hide from the Sun by Goat off the album Commune. We'll be right back with the rest of the show, and thanks for joining us. dive into all the signs and facts about Capricorn. I just want to apologize for being a little late on this one. I have been doing this podcast for going on three years now, and uh, this is the first episode that's ever happened or been released after the new moon, Um, and it's basically, it's just because the holidays caught up to me, and I uh, I went out of town and I didn't have a chance to write the and record the episode before I, I left and things were just a little bit out of my hands. So um, with that, 
my apologies, but we're here now and we get to do something a little bit different because of that. We get to kind of look back at the energies instead of looking forward to them. So uh, we can embrace life when it gives us lemons and we can make lemonade. So with that, thanks for listening and we'll just go right on into those Capricorn facts. Capricorn is the 10th sign of the zodiac, the traditional ruler of the 10th house of career when you're looking at your astrology chart. It's the last in the Earth triad, which also includes Taurus and Virgo. It's a cardinal sign, and it's ruled by the planet Saturn, and represented by, of course, the sea goat. In mythology, Saturn is Capricorn's ruler, and just as the rings of Saturn represent wealth, similar to gold rings, those same rings also represent restrictions and family bonds. Again, similar to gold rings, especially those used in marriage ceremonies. Many people choose to get engaged right around this time of year, especially during Christmas, which is fitting since Christmas is actually a Christianized version of an ancient Roman holiday called Saturnalia, which was meant to celebrate the ring giant and is also formalizing of looser affiliations, which Saturn also rules as the ruler of establishment and the governing structures of our lives, of which, of course, marriage and relationships are one of those governing structures on a more microscopic personal level, but On a more macroscopic level, it's also the ruler of big business, industry, and government. Another reason Saturnalia is considered to be a forerunner of Christmas is because the ancient Romans liked to give each other's gifts too during the celebration of Saturn, who is considered to be the god of wealth, well-being, and agriculture. If you've been listening to the podcast this year, you'll know that Earth signs are all related to those same themes, so Capricorn isn't alone in this. Taurus is also related to agriculture and wealth and finance. It's as is Venus, who is his ruler, and Virgo is uh, the goddess of the fields and the harvest, and she's ruled by Mercury. But Saturn is the king of the earth signs um, and the sign of Capricorn, and Saturn is currently in his home sign of Capricorn right now. And so he's kind of completing his cycle. Uh, He's returned home, and there are things that he needs to come and fix. He's having his so-called Saturn return, and so things have felt um, a little intense over the last few years since Saturn has entered his home sign of Capricorn, but we can talk a little bit more about that later when we talk about the new moon and the transits that'll be happening this Capricorn season. Saturn and his Greek predecessor, Cronia, Kronos, is also thought to be the keeper of time. And uh, as a side note, his festival was always thought to be the best of days, at least according to the Roman poet Catullius. During Saturnalia, all work and business was suspended, slaves were given temporary freedom to say and do as they liked, and certain moral restrictions were eased. The streets were infected with a Mardi Gras-like madness, and even a mock king was chosen, and this was referred to as a Saturnalia's princeps. The seasonal greeting Io's Saturnalia was heard everywhere, and the closing days of Saturnalia were known as Sigillaria because of the custom of making toward the end of the festival presents of candles, wax bottles of fruit, and waxen statuettes. Concerning the gift of candles, the Romans had a story that an old prophecy bade the earliest inhabitants of Latium send heads to Hades and Phota to Saturn. The ancient Latins were interpreted this to mean human sacrifices, but according to legend, Hercules advised using lights, phos meaning light or man according to accent, and not human heads. So basically, people thought they should make human sacrifices, and a, a hero advised against it and suggested descending candles instead, which I think is a lot more civilized. When we think of the themes surrounding Saturn and that of Capricorn, in turn, we think of serious responsibility, tradition, time. As an Earth sign, they have the power to most fully unify. As an Earth sign, they have the power to most fully utilize the Earth and all its material wealth for personal gain. This can include food, but also minerals and precious metals and gemstones. They can amass great wealth, Capricorns being they. 
They are considered to be the most serious of all the zodiac signs, but they also highly value family and aim to be business leaders. In terms of romance, Capricorns can be hard to break through to, but once you demonstrate your worthiness and willingness to work hard, they can be devoted partners, albeit very demanding. They can be some of the hardest working and most likely to succeed thanks to their stick-to-itiveness and their shit and their sheer willingness to show up day after day after day to get the job done. In terms of the high vibes and low vibes, uh, let's start with the low vibes. They can be a little bit of a know-it-all. Um, they're very unforgiving and condescending at times. They expect the worst, and there is the potential to probably hate everyone and everything at some point. And they can be a bit of a stick in the mud. And they're just not the most adventurous because they're practical by nature. On the higher vibrational side, they are incredibly responsible and disciplined. They have huge amounts of self-control. They make great managers, they're highly intelligent, they're very stable and reliable people, they're all about family and tradition, they do love music, um, they tend to have a bit of an understated outward status unless there's other um, uh, aspects and transits at play in their, in their personal natal charts or transits happening, um, and they especially appreciate quality craftsmanship because they know what uh, hard work goes into it, so it's something they really do appreciate. And also, um, Capricorns just won't ask someone to do something they wouldn't do themselves. So you can rest assured if something is being presented to you by a Capricorn, or if you are going through a harsh Saturn aspect in your own personal transits, um, something like that could be your Saturn return or a Saturn square, um, you can also take some solace in knowing that whatever you're being faced with in terms of challenges, you're going to be able to make, like, get through it because the energy of Saturn wouldn't ask you to confront the issue without there being some sort of positive and long-term beneficial resolution to be learned from it in the end. Capricorns are also known as the sign that tends to age backwards. So they're a little bit of a Benjamin Button, right? They start out very, very serious and then probably uh, in part due to their hard work and their stick to they relax as they get older and older because they are secure in the fact that things are going to be taken care of or things are just sorted out or it's just not as big a deal as they thought it once was. So with that in mind, let's take another music break and we'll listen to the song Young is the Morning, Old as the Sea by Passenger. We'll be right back. I 
as the winds that blow past me Clear as the air that I breathe To be young as the morning and old as the sea Myself in the Scottish Highlands, the west coast of Ireland, the Cornish breeze. I want to rest my bones in the Spanish sunshine. The Italian coastline is calling me to be free as the birds that fly past me, light as the fish in the sea. Be wise as the mountains and tall as the trees And I wanna be sunny and bright as a sunrise Happy and full as the moon But I'm fleeting like fireworks fading too soon So let's talk about those new moon transits that happened on December 26th. Uh, the new moon was also a lunar eclipse and I saw so many beautiful pictures pop up on social media of the eclipse from around the world. It really was stunning. Just a little reminder, eclipses are super powerful when it comes to astrological energies. They're about the equivalency of three new or full moons, depending on which one we're talking about. This one is a new moon, so it gives us increased opportunity for new beginnings and making fresh starts. And because it's in the sign of Capricorn, it includes work and big government issues, uh, traditions, family, and um, the structures that govern our daily lives. Um, this new moon occurred at four degrees and 10 minutes in the sign of Capricorn on December 26th at 1.13 a.m. Remember, eclipses tend to act as destiny portals of sorts. You might have a sensitive spot on your natal chart that is around four, four degrees and 10 minutes of any sign, you could be in for a big eclipse surprise. And rem just another little reminder, um, since I seem to be really fond of that word right now, uh, the little surprise could be anything within 10 days uh, on either side of the eclipse. So if you had any groundbreaking news just kind of come out of the blue, uh, I would be willing to bet that it's either, if it's affecting you directly, then it's has something to do with your natal chart and your destiny, and um, Capricorn has some message for you. Um, or you might be witnessing other people going through some sort of bombshell situations. Um, and in that case, you know, you are witnessing it happen to somebody else. Not every single person is affected by every single eclipse. And thank God, because usually um, they're, they're really life-changing when it happens. And when it happens, like, right on some sort of sensitive point. I think um, earlier in the year I had uh, Helene Saucedo on as a guest. And just offhand, she said, oh, I decided to change my career and my whole entire direction right around the time of that big eclipse that happened uh, previously, like two years previously. And um, and I was like, huh, I wonder what that, what, what that transit looked like for you. And I ended up looking it up and I, I was like, oh yeah, it was right on her midheaven, which has to do with uh, career and, um, and, and work. And so she, ended up and that that manifested in her life I mean she ended up leaving her husband changing her career path and she now has a book out um all about palmistry and palm reading which is the direction she chose to take um but it was pretty dramatic and she even said during the interview oh it was right during the eclipse that I just had this this feeling that I was just I wanted a change and so that's 
really demonstrative uh, of how an eclipse can be dramatic and life shifting for you if it really does hit on one of these sensitive points. And for her, it hit her midheaven, but for you, it could be your Venus, it could be your rising sign, it could be your sun. It has a ton of different ways that it could play out personally for you. But just being aware of what's going on is really helpful so you don't feel super overwhelmed and kind of at sea when these kinds of things happen. I know this for me personally around this full moon, or I know this for me personally during this new moon, I was extra tired and just napping it up. No, I'm, I don't get me wrong, I do like my snoozing, but it was pretty amazing. Like I napped maybe two or three times this day and the day around, like the day before and after. So um, I think I just needed a reboot of sorts. Get in touch with me on social media at Blood Moon Milk on Instagram to let me know how you felt during this new moon eclipse. Of course, though, there were a lot of other things happening during the time of this new moon. Not only were the sun and the moon right at four degrees Capricorn, but they were joined nearby by Jupiter, who's close and just entered Capricorn earlier uh, earlier in the month. And also Saturn, of course, is still in his domicile and will be there pretty much until December of next year. But also Pluto is currently transiting the sign of Capricorn. He's pretty late in the game, though. So we really have a lot of energy surrounding Capricorn right now. And again, with Capricorn being the sign of big government, and I've said this before on the podcast, I wouldn't be surprised if this... (laughs) Uh, if this impeachment happens. Um, And it has happened, at least in the House. Um, And I don't like to be super political on the show, but it's a pretty classic definition of stuff being active in the in the house of Capricorn, um, which is again, the sign of government and Saturn is coming home to roost. So, and Pluto being the grim reaper is going to get rid of anything that's not serving our highest and best purpose, but Saturn wants power and wants to consolidate power. Um, however, Jupiter freshly in the sign of Capricorn also wants to bring his gifts and his buoyant optimism. So that's that feeling we're all feeling right now. If you're, you know, more liberally minded and if you're listening to the show then you probably are um are happy and excited that you know finally somebody's sort of being held accountable for all this uh abhorrent behavior but that being said you know the fat lady hasn't sung yet this there's more to play out and it really won't we really won't know exactly what's going to happen until saturn enters into the sign of aquarius which will first happen in March of next year, but he'll go retrograde back into the sign of Saturn, or rather the sign of Capricorn, which coincidentally is the sign of Saturn, um, around June, July. So we'll be back in Capricorn uh, with Saturn until, let's see, looking at the ephemeris now. Um, Doop-doo-doo, he goes retrograde, and he stays retrograde all the way until December 2020. So he'll be retrograde for the usual five and a half months or so, and he'll put us right back at where we are right after the elections. So, you know, the like I said, we won't really know what shakes out until that next election, but it's funny to me. And not funny, I mean, it's completely what's what I talk about all the time. What happens above is happening below, but I think there will be a pivotal change for the better, the greater good, uh, a more humanitarian phase happening when we get to this time next year, simply because that's the nature of Aquarius. Um, And when Saturn enters that sign, all of that toxic masculinity and that power grabbiness... um, 
you know, those lessons will be, have been dealt to us by Saturn, and we collectively, as a society, will have to deal with them in order to be able to move forward for the greater good of large groups of people. And that's what Aquarius brings us in the sign of Saturn when that happens. So we might get a glimpse of that in March. Um, I don't know if that's going to be because the, uh, uh, um, the Senate will impeach as well, or, if, or what's going to happen. But there's definitely going to be some shakeups in March, but then we're going to be backpedaling for the rest of the year until next December when we finally, finally get to move forward. So we covered Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, the Sun, and the Moon, but what about the other planets in play during this new moon eclipse? We have Mercury, who is still in the sign of Sagittarius, uh, and at the time of this recording, we'll just be getting ready to move into Capricorn in the next day or so. Um, so communications might not be flying as freely. There might be some misunderstandings because he's in conjunct to the sun and the moon right now. But that's not to say that there isn't some truth to be learned from this positioning. And uh, the truth can set you free. And Mercury in Sagittarius is all about freedom of speech, and saying exactly what's on his mind when it enters. Sagittarius is Mercury's uh, downfall. He doesn't like to be there. And it because of that, it's sort of uh, a weakness for Sagittarians and, and lunar Sagittarians as well. But basically, it just means that we say exact, we're very blunt. Um, and that's where that comes from. Mercury just isn't there to help us out and to deliver, you know, a bit of, of tact, if you will. Instead, it just comes right out. Venus, the next planet that we'll look at, is in the sign of Aquarius. And in Aquarius, she is super oriented towards large group gatherings and helping uh, those big humanitarian forward-thinking ideals come about. It's also a good time to invest in technology. Um, so think about doing that in the new year. We've also have Mars to look at. Mars is way back in Scorpio, which is sextile and helpful to uh, all of that Capricorn energy right now. So this is a great new moon. And since the moon is still waning, you can still connect with that through meditation. Um, it's a great new moon to set intentions, to really get to the bottom of things. Uh, Mars in the sign of Scorpio is really good at putting the pedal to the metal in terms of intense, very precise action, and really good at reading between the lines, especially in conflict situations. And lastly, well, not quite lastly, we have Uranus in the sign of Taurus, which is trying to Capricorn, all that Capricorn energy, which will help there to be fortunate and fortuitous, unexpected, happy events, especially concerning all that's practical. So something can fall in your lap that you never even knew you needed, but it'll just work out the right way, especially if you've set some intentions around it. And now lastly, we have Neptune. Neptune uh, being what the planet that rules our subconscious and our dreams and even our higher self and uh, and subconscious motivations is currently in his home sign and his domicile of Pisces, which is sextile and in harmony with this new moon. And this could be uh, somewhat to blame, so to say, for all that nap time I needed. But let me know again how this new moon affected you on social media. I'm at Blood Moon Milk on Instagram, and that's the best way to get in touch with me. Or feel free to email me at bloodmoonmilk at gmail.com. Or if you want to have a one-on-one -on -one session with your natal chart, people love those and they make great gifts for any time of year. You can head over to the website at bloodmoonmilk.com and book a one-on-one -on -one session. And I can do that from anywhere in the world via the internet. Or if you're in the Atlanta area, we can get together in person. So we're going to take another music break and then we'll come back and look at the full moon transits that'll be coming up in the sign of Cancer, which is Capricorn's diametric opposite. So whereas this new moon was very chill and relaxing and down to earth and harmonious, this full moon might have a different story to tell. We'll be right back with the rest of the show. Look around, bringing you down, you 
Welcome back. That was the song Saturn Return by the artist Howard. Now let's get into those full moon transits, shall we? And just a little reminder before we get into all the aspects and all those juicy details, a little reminder that this too is an eclipse. So we'll be packing like double triple whammy of a normal full moon. So all the stuff that I'm about to talk about is going to have even more of an intensive impact. So it really is a way to start off the year and the decade with a bang. So with that in mind, let's jump into it. This is gonna be an interesting full moon for a lot of reasons, and I'll get into them in just a second, but the full moon in Cancer will occur on January 10th, 2020 at 3.22 p.m in the sign of Cancer at 20 degrees, zero minutes Cancer. Uh, the moon will be in opposition to Mercury, Ceres, Saturn, and Pluto. And uh, just a few hours later, Uranus will be going direct early, early, early in the sign of Taurus. So what I see here is a lot of conflict, a lot of miscommunications, a lot of challenges, um, especially from our emotional nature, we're going to feel like something is unjust and very, very wrong during this full moon. And I suspect that there will be some sort of unexpected surprise, especially late the day as Uranus goes direct. I hate to break it to you folks, but I have a feeling that this full moon is going to bring us a lot of challenges as especially in terms of what we feel like we need to be nurtured and we can feel really retaliatory uh, as a result. We might feel like we have been done wrong in some very profound way. Um, 
these kinds of oppositions are rather intense and it's going to kind of, I hate to say it, it's going to bring like a bit of a crestfallen sense to a lot of folks just because it's so early in the year to have so many big intense signs being so harshly and almost exactly aspected during a full moon. And full moons are wonderful, they're beautiful, but they also bring things to a head. And the sun, of course, will be in the sign of Capricorn, but the moon will be in the sign of Cancer, this divine feminine energy that's super nurturing and wants to bring about a sort of equilibrium in terms of hearth and home, but it also confronts that divine masculine energy that so many signs, or so many planets rather, are transiting right now. And every planet transits every sign in due time, but this time it's gonna bring up some issues. And because it's happening so early in the year and so early in a new decade, this could be a sense of like almost a turning point in some ways. Um, because it is, we're, we're all going to be in a new decade, right? This will be January 10th, 2020 when this happens. And we're going to be kind of, you know, freshly embracing some new energy. And I have a sense that whatever happens during this full moon and the surrounding day or two on either side could be long lasting. Um, that's just because Pluto's here, and so is Saturn, and so is Ceres, and so is Mercury, and of course the sun is there too, because that's where the sun is on any given full moon, but also Uranus is going direct, and he's trying all of those other planets that we are just now discussing. Um, and Uranus is of course the planet of unpredictable. You know the rapper Naughty by Nature? Well, it's sort of the opposite of that. Taurus likes to be predictable and stable by nature, but with Uranus transiting early in that sign, anything but is going to be happening. And so, uh, planets are most active and most impactful at the beginning and the ends of, uh, of a sign. So um, he'll be at two degrees Taurus because he's been retrograde for several months, but also he's going direct. So that brings us a double whammy on a full moon. And a moon is always like a lens for our emotions. It's what we tend to focus through. And so with this focus on all of these big earth energies and this big subject matter happening and Uranus being direct in the sign of Taurus, I... I just want to give everybody a heads up here. I don't like being right when it comes to making kind of bold statements and negative predictions. All I can really do is read the transits as they're classically stated based on my intuition and past experience. And it's just one of these days where there could be a big event happening. Uranus is forward thinking and unpredictable by nature and it likes to cater towards the greater good. So this could be one of those things where we can't even tell the benefits of this sort of shocking surprise in store for us on this full moon, but whatever it is, it's definitely gonna set things in motion. But let's look at the other planets too and their positions at this point in time during the full moon. So we'll have Mercury midway through his cycle through Capricorn at this point. Um, Mercury is the fastest moving planet other than the moon. Um, he takes about three and a half weeks to go through each sign, whereas the moon takes about two and a half days because she's our closest neighbor um, in terms of as astrology perspective. She's the one who goes through things the fastest, and that's why we look to her through uh, through, uh, through a reference as a lens, uh, so to speak. Um, so Mercury will be in Capricorn. Mercury in Capricorn is very detail-oriented, particular, and practical in the way he likes to communicate. And some interesting side notes, right after this full moon, Mercury conjuncts Saturn and Pluto. So whatever happens, it's likely to have swift communications and swift reactions that could end things in a big way and fundamentally change the structure of our lives. Um, or, you know, on a, this could be on a personal level or it could be on a bigger, more macro level, you know, with, uh, with larger reaching effects. But uh, I thought that aspect was really interesting and really telling. So it happens the next day. So it seems likely that whatever happens when it happens on this full moon, 
Um, there will be swift consequences that could be far-reaching. And a lot of uh, ideas and thoughts and communications flying around as a result. And we have Venus, who's been making her way through Aquarius all month long. Um in regards to at least this episode. So Venus and Aquarius, again, it likes uh, large group gatherings. It likes forward-thinking ideas. And it's a good time to invest in technology. So if that's something you've been thinking about, consider making that move now or any time before she transits into Pisces. Next up is Mars, and he'll be in the early signs of Sagittarius. Mars and Sagittarius is actually very aggressive. So this could add to the concerns that I mentioned earlier about this being a difficult full moon. There could be potentially issues with the clergy or religious um, affiliations, travel, um, and general philosophy or the law as a result of Mars and Sagittarius being in conflict with both the moon and Capricorn, like all the planets in Capricorn, they'll be rather close to being in conjunct, especially Jupiter. So this could be quite explosive. Um, so just uh, a heads up, everybody. Hopefully things won't be as bad as they look, but it doesn't look like an easy one. Of course, we have the Sun, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto all remaining in the sign of Capricorn, as mentioned previously. Then we have Uranus direct in Taurus, which we also mentioned, and Neptune in Pisces, and he is also direct now. Um, and this uh, should be somewhat more beneficial to the moon and the emotional aspect of things, so um, because it's it's trine, so it'll be a little bit more easy flowing. So it there'll be some help from Neptune and the higher vibrations of Venus, which is what Neptune represents, to help us uh, ease into these changes. So let's look at some tools for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation to help align us during the Capricorn season and the full moon and Cancer coming up. The fifth chakra or the throat chakra is good for focusing on Saturn issues. Um, because it governs the sign of Capricorn, uh, it can make us feel useless and sort of uh, helpless if it's not well balanced and like we're sort of blocked from speaking our truth. Um, so I think that it's going to be really helpful to focus on the throat chakra during meditation during this time, um, in conjunction with just focusing on your whole energy light body, just to sense where you're feeling blocked or feeling held back. Um, if there are any senses of sadness that seems to be welling up within you, um, this is a great time of year to just kind of connect with that. And then think about the limits that you're imp imposing on yourself through society. Uh, what is it that you say that you can or can't do? And think about why you say that. Um, is it because you've been told you can't do it or because there's a physical limit? Um, and then just Play a little uh, mind experiment with yourself and imagine what it would feel like if those limits were removed and truly, truly feel what it would be like to accomplish X, Y, or Z, whatever that limit you feel in your body and, and feel like it is gone and removed and really sort of sit with that feeling of success and, and accomplishment um, I think this can help to realign ourselves and possibly just make room for new possibilities of existence that we couldn't even imagine. So it's not going to hurt anything to just give it a try. In terms of stones or crystals that I suggest you work with during this time, I'm just going to refer back to my old favorite and standby black tourmaline. It truly is just a vacuum for negative energy and Saturn and Capricorn can both feel really heavy at times. So I feel like it's 
almost like a talisman that kind of guards against those darker, heavier thoughts or just energies that are floating around looking to attach themselves to you. It's a good idea to always have a piece of black tourmaline around you in your car or in your apartment, in your home, or just wear it as a piece of jewelry. Again, it's not going to hurt anything. And I've noticed a big difference in my life when I have it in the vicinity. There's just um, so much more room for lightness and joy when you feel protected that way. So give that a try. So here's some questions for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation to think about during this time. Capricorn and Cancer both are big on family and tradition. Capricorn more on the masculine side and cancer more on the feminine. Think about a way that these two energies can work together in harmony and support each other in your daily life. How can you more fully express both of these? And it's also a good time to just plan some family time. Cancer loves to nurture family energies and Capricorn loves to plan and loves structure. So if you want to plan a family vacation or just get away, right now is just a good time to put some of that, uh, that time on the calendar for the future. Or maybe it's more practical and financially minded. Maybe you want to think about planning for your family's financial future. This would also be a good time to do that as well. Cancer and Capricorn both have issues regarding control. Sometimes Cancer controls things out of a sense of insecurity, where Capricorn tends to seek control because it's just sort of power hungry. It is Saturn, after all. Um, So think about the issues and themes of control in your life. Where do you feel like you cannot tolerate being controlled? Versus where maybe it's okay to let go a little bit. Just think about it. Think about whatever it is that comes to mind. I'm sure there is some sort of nugget or secret there for you that can help you. Cancer and Capricorn are both good at nurturing. Well, Cancer is better at nurturing others than itself all the time. But Capricorn is really good at being ambitious, which is a sort of self-nurturing if you think about it. So... Meditate on ways that you might be able to nurture your own self's ambition. And, you know, maybe that of others too. But be a little selfish right now and just think about what it is you want to accomplish and how you might get there and how you can just water and fertilize those seeds of intent over the next 12 months. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Blood Moon Milk, the astrology podcast that comes out every full and new moon. And we're getting close to the end of season two. Um, So get in touch with me on social media or email me at bloodmoonmilk at gmail. Add social media on Instagram or just simply at bloodmoonmilk. Let me know if you like the podcast. Give me some encouragement to uh, think about season three. Um, I know it's been a little quiet over there on the Instagram lately, but, um, you know, I want to, I see you guys out there listening and I just love to hear from the listeners and, uh, it makes me feel like what I'm doing is actually being heard. So, um, get in touch and tell me what you like, what you don't like and, uh, what you want more of. And I wish you all a happy Capricorn season and I will see you in 2020. This is Kronos by Keaton Henson playing you out. I'm Aurora, and thanks for listening.
Stop writing songs like this 